Hello friends, welcome back to Erico Blueberry, an unassuming, an unassuming Destiny podcast. I've had two beers this afternoon and apparently words are hard. My name is Chilibin. I'm Mackie. Uh, I've put on the most green shirt I own because we are now less than one week away from Witch Queen finally coming out. It feels like it's been forever with this extra long season. Uh, I'm excited. I hope you at home are excited, Mackie. You're excited. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting green with it. <laughs> that 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 I don't know what that. You should green. see a doctor. Maybe green background. Brown oh. bricks. Um. Brown bricks in <laughs> Minecraft. That's anyone who's ever listened to Oni plays is just going to be like shit. <laughs> Fuck. It's like when you hear the default iPhone ringtone alarm. You're just like, oh, you just get hit with it. Um, yeah, look, uh, despite last week DMG saying, hey, this next TWAB before uh, Witch Queen comes out is going to be a small one. Motherfucker was like, yeah, but also here's like 6,000 words. Get fucked, nerds, I guess. Um, so we've got a few things to cover. Look. Uh this week's TWAB is built like me. It's short and beefy. And full of Gambit news? Yes. Anyway. Short, uh, beefy, <laughs> and simping for the drifter. Yes. Um, so we're not going to start there, though, because there were a few other bits and pieces that came out this week. Um, there was the Witch Queen launch trailer, which we will... That's where we're going to start. Very and nice. Then there's a little, like developer insights video into the glaive and the story and like some insights into them building a new type of weapon for destiny which is pretty cool um then we will definitely talk about the twab stuff a lot of gambit changes which i mean i'm wearing green because of the witch queen but also i quite like gambit and i've wanted it to be better for ages and it sounds like they're kind of getting there um and as, as a heads up the only reason i'm doing a run of show at the at the start right at the end we're going to talk about this week's uh like end of season mission there's some spoiler stuff in there giving you a heads up now that that is coming towards the end of the show we'll give you another uh heads up if you want to avoid spoilers for it um but yeah let's yeah let's do it let's get into this oh, final man, week vibes I thought you were going to Philly DeFranco it and just be like, let's just jump right into it. Let's, uh, to quote every gamer on Twitch, fucking go. Uh, So the launch trailer, we'll start there. Um, There was some bits in there that I feel like we've seen in other videos, but they're just like different perspective. You know, we saw some of the exotics and some of the void stuff come in, but just more like world building and kind of tone setting cinematic very cinematic yeah yeah so <laughs> the the um the first note i put was about the worm on zavala's desk um and then i wrote i wrote those words and then the first thought i had was you know like the the old cop shows with like the 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 captain being like give me your gun and your badge and put it on the desk and it's like zavala punching down on the desk and i was like give me your worm you're done here it was a very angry dad look. Give me your worm. Give Ew. me your worm. The first thing I noticed about the trailer is uh, they used... I'm actually a huge fan of the band Fantagram. Yes, I'm familiar with them. 
Um, so they did like almost a, a remixed kind of version. They shuffled mm. it around a little bit mm. of uh, Cruel World. And as soon as I heard the opening like couple of keys and then her voice, I was like, what the fuck? Because yeah. like Fantagram are relatively obscure. So I really love that they're yeah. kind of pulling for more, from more obscure corners of like mm. the internet to pick trailer soundtracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're a band that like I've heard before not anywhere enough to have like picked it out. Um, but for a moment, cast your mind back to the beyond light re- uh, launch trailer with that fucking uh, like orchestral remix of paint, paint it black, black by Sebastian Baum. Holy shit. That was tight. Um, this, I... this maybe doesn't hit quite as hard as that did, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. I had another one of those, like, I know this, like at, at the, I didn't know who it was, but I was like, I feel like I know this, um, not artist, but like mm-hmm. composer. Yeah, that's it. Because I'd heard his like techno kind of dark remix of Sweet Dreams and Blue Monday. Okay. So he takes a lot of those like kind of 80s tracks and mm. turns them into a cinematic track. And it, it's a little bit like a to pull from one of my favorite artists. He's a little bit like Wood Kid, where you hear his music in a bunch of trailers, but you're not really sure who it, like a lot of people don't right. know the musician by name, mm. but they've done a lot, especially within the space of like trailer soundtracks. Yeah. So like I was, I was kind of expecting something else like that for their cinematic trailers because they do tend to pull from like remixes of pre-existing songs yeah for their trailers so for them to like just pick a song and kind of shuffle it around and give it almost like a darker like the the song already is pretty gritty and dark Mm. but like they made it darker which i really appreciate like if i could have that version like the trailer version that'd be but that was the first thing i noticed i was like fuck i know this song it's a very obscure band yeah and speaking of it being like kind of you know cinematic and dynamic there's this one shot it's like a tracking shot of this guardian moving through, beating up a bunch of scorn. The theory slash my instinct seems to be it's the new raid. It's inside the pyramid. The scorn are the main enemy for the raid. But it's just like the camera is basically tracking this guardian as it moves around where the camera's position, just nailing shit with void abilities. And it's just the tightest fucking shot. It's just yeah. There just like was bing, a f- bong, bing, bong, bing, just done. <laughs> there were a few shots that I actually like had to like scrub back, and mm. I watched again because I was like, "Fuck, this is so nice." Um, I think I'm getting my horror movie energy. Yeah, because so- there's a scene where they're going through what looks like hive caves, yeah. and it's just heavy breathing and darkness, like that typical horror movie with like the cl- like the building violins yes. and drums, and I was like. And yes, the, this the, is what I wanted. And the sound design in this trailer is crazy. Like, there's all these audio, there's like these audio effects of like it's just just like this crazy yeah. sound. And there's like these shots in the trailer where there's like a couple of guardians and they're firing guns off in a pitch black room, and the guns are lighting the scene up as they're going and off. And the thrall. Oh, <laughs> god. And they're really they're really good at doing that. Um firing a gun to like 
the beat or the drop of a song. They're really good at doing that. Say, it's like, really tastefully done. I am it's a like sucker. the destiny I thing. I am a sucker for that technique in any game trailer. Like if you if you time the action to the beat of a song, I will give you money for your video game. Oh, it's so good. Oh. I think an, another sound design thing was uh, towards the end of the trailer, they show like a hive guardian and our guardians kind of facing off each other, like, mm. but one to one equally. So there's right. like a sentinel shield versus a sentinel shield. There's spectral blades versus spectral blades, I think. Okay. And then chaos reach versus chaos reach. Mm. And just the sound of like each of those supers procking is so like yeah. clean in the trailer. But also, like, as a warlock, it's really funny that what they did, because, like, obviously, as a warlock, you can't really do something cool like the titan sliding under the um, hive guardian's shield and then throwing their own, or the hunter hunter dodging spectral blades and then throwing their own. So basically what they did was the typical warlock shithead thing of the hive guardian just procking his chaos reach and then you procking it and cancelling it. <laughs> Like killing them, <laughs> like right. it was like you know how sometimes you get that double proc in, yeah. and you just you proc yours just as the right time to cancel mm. theirs and wipe them out. It right, did that. Right, right. I was like, as a guardian, I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. Yes, let me live my Goku fantasy. Yes, yes, very so good. good. Uh, um, the the uh, one of the things I noticed, like you speak about all the different abilities kind of being shown off. A Titan bubble is shown. And instead of being like a nice little dome, it's got a little like flat top, a little depression on it. Mm. Uh, it looks like a flan, I think is like one of the words I've seen thrown around about it. It's like, oh, this bubble's got depression or it's a little void flan. Like a Titan flan. <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit funny. I don't, I don't know. Like, is, I don't know if that is like a general change to the bubble or if that's something to do with an exotic that is changing some aspect of the bubble and they've given or it an a different aspect. look. Maybe yeah. an aspect does yeah. that. But yeah, it's um, as a Titan main, uh, one of my favorite things I've seen is, you know, this bubble with a hint of depression. Um, <laughs> just, uh, it, it got me pretty good. Um, yeah, so, so the, the Witch Queen website also says that the, the raid that, that is coming with the expansion is basically us going inside of a pyramid, a pyramid ship. Um, the website says as much. Um, and the trailer, the trailer seems to show what is likely the like intro cutscene to the raid. You know when you like load into Vault of Glass and your whole fire team and lands it drops outside, the, yeah, and then is, kind of pulls back. Yeah, it kind of looked like that, and it is also wicked imposing the size of this pyramid ship in the background of that shot. And you've got these six tiny guardians lining up. It's like, oh, yeah. we're fucked. <laughs> We're so done. I'm so excited to see inside the pyramids. Oh my god! So well, excited. We, we we do at the end of Shadowkeep, right? Like the end of the Shadowkeep campaign is you going inside that pyramid. You don't see a lot of it, but yeah. You, but that's where some of that like we see some of that architecture for the first time. That's where some of the shots in the trailer you can kind of you know see those similarities. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, like more, more seeing deeper into the pyramid because I feel like that's probably going to be yeah. If one the whole of the raid things is, is we're going to go pretty a, deep. Yeah, if the whole raid is but inside also, a single pyramid, there's so much to do there. More interaction with 
the pyramid as a whole, especially mm-hmm. if there's going to be some sort of like puzzle element or jumping puzzle, like they usually put yeah. in a raid or like a mechanical puzzle, like mechanics. Mm. I'm really excited to see kind of what they yeah. do. Yeah, there's also a um. So in previous trailers, we've seen the um the the what looks like a giant floating ring with a with a bit cut out of it, but it's like a giant hive structure. Um, we see that again in this trailer, but it is it almost looks like it's moving or floating forward which kind of made me think that it's like Savathun's equivalent of the Dreadnought like is mm. is that her kind of like flagship is that her main vehicle for getting around or is it some weird portal trick because also you know it's like it's on Mars too by yeah, the looks of it it's floating above Mars it's like a ring and it's got a section cut out of it and then like but a middle, the, kind of yeah. like the Death Stars, like well, yeah, laser on the, on bit. The opposite side, on the inside of that ring, this is really hard to describe without a visual, there is what looks like, yeah, like a, a ring, like a disc similar to on the side of the Dreadnought with that weapon that fired off in the opening to the Taken King, right? Yeah. Um, and especially with Bungie devs and directors and stuff making comments this week that if Taken King got a sequel, this would be it. I'm it scared. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. Big lazy. Poor. Big crescent do the zappy. Yeah, it's, uh, man. Like, Beyond, I remember us getting, like, pretty excited for Beyond Light. This, this one, I don't know, feels a little more so. I feel like it's because with Beyond Light, a lot of us had returned to destiny yes. or started destiny within six i think it was like six months beforehand yeah so beyond light came out in the november and a lot of us started playing again Around in like july june july yeah so i feel like it was like one of those things where like yeah we were psyched but we weren't like as entrenched in the mm. game in the community as we are now and mm. now we're a lot more consumed by the game yeah. and the community and We've, over the last year and a bit, yeah, a year and a bit, we've, we've also gotten through social media without risking parasocial relationship promotion here, but, like, we've also gotten to know the devs a little bit more and the community, like, yes. community leaders a little bit more and the director and the art is like, like, they've, they've, Bungie, especially since Beyond Light, have opened up their doors a lot more to the community. Yeah. And I feel like that's it with the V Doc and the the like the inside trailers and TWAB and just community involvement on social media and the way they've started marketing this as well. Mm. I feel like maybe that's it too. But also it's a it's a key story beat that they've been building since day one. So yeah. it feels like the crescendo or the also climax it's, of something. It's, it's and we're gross, we're in full of gross swamp goblin bullshit and that's kind of our jam. Yeah, it's it's icky and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of the design that I've seen for the, the weapons and the armor and stuff, just about everything I look at, I'm like, fuck, that is sick. Yeah, you know, like, like a lot some of the aesthetic we fuck with. Yeah, some of the Beyond Light stuff was almost goofy, but I liked it. You know, like some of the, the armor that came with the, that first season with Beyond Light, it's like, okay, you, the hunter's got this giant backpack. And, oh, we're going camping. Yeah, because like the warlock sort of got stuff. a camp, a camp stove. <laughs> yes, and like that sort of stuff was <laughs> and fun. And a widow firmus. Like it was widow fun, firmus for their coffee. 
didn't hit me as hard as some of this stuff has. And like we see some glimpses in this in this trailer of like more of that gear that's coming. Not enough to like pick it out and go, yeah, that looks great, but enough to be like, I want to see that. Can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Beyond Beyond Light was interesting because it was like an introduction to a darkness subclass. Mm. Yes. Um but it also just really heavily relied on Clovis and mm. the Bray family and kind of to me like looking back and like having the knowledge I do about now with the law and everything it's like they were kind of closing a gap in the story with that expansion a little bit yeah that also like, kind of canonically led to this point as well because like yeah. obviously with with the darkness the darkness and stasis it was like okay well the pyramids are back definitely back they're definitely a looming threat mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. rather than just something in kind of like even though they were they were a bunch in taking king and and shadow keep it was like they were kind of like a peripheral kind of looming yeah, like presence in the back you of your head. Saw, you never saw them. They were just like, it was this like thing that was coming at some point. Yeah, and you heard a lot of a lot about the darkness and stuff like that secondhand from Eris, mm. like, and and the Drifter to an extent as well. Yeah. So it was like they were cl almost closing like a hole in the main storyline, but yeah. also canonically with stasis and everything leading us to this point too because it was like okay, okay yeah. well fuck here are the pyramids some of the elixir houses are now using darkness uh oh spaghettios bad times but then linking it all through to this moment too and i yeah. think that that's another thing it's like yeah there was huge story beats in beyond light but like they felt like steps to get to where we are now yeah and and thinking to you know forsaken obviously very focus on the dreaming city the birthplace of the awoken and sort of exploring that a bit um even the idea of Deepstone crypt as the birthplace of the exos was the thing that had been like popping up peripherally in law books here and there i think there's some like cade law book that mentions it but it was always this like super cryptic thing of like oh is it a real place is it like just this uh, echo within the machine machinery of how exos work is it a real thing at all was it and a it was, rumor that's grown since yeah and and then oh shit it's actually the raid for beyond light and you actually see no this is where these motherfuckers get made like that also was them sort of i think plugging that hole to say like yeah we meant it when we said the birthplace of exos like deep zone crypt welcome um here you are also, like, just really driving home how scuffed Clovis... Like, we kind of knew yeah. Clovis Bray was, like, an e mad scientist, like, an evil genius. Do you... But then, like... Do you remember... He gets hella scuffy do you in remember, some of those voice like, lines. you know, we got that raid done first week, and then it's like, go do the lament quest. And then that, that moment... That moment when you realised that Clovis is Banshee, and a bunch yeah. of us were like, yo, What? <laughs> I I think I think if I remember correctly, what happened was you guys got to do that, but I hadn't had time to do it yet. Yeah. So you guys got me to jump into the VC while I was doing it, and yeah. I'm pretty certain all you guys. <laughs> I'm pretty certain all you guys heard was just "Yo, what the fuck" <laughs> when it got revealed. Because <laughs> I love Banshee. Yeah, I like his great. voice. Yeah, there were 43 of them before the one we know. Who's a space cowboy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah. 
it, it makes sense kind of, like I said, canonically, because we, we got to hear and really drive home and experience where the Awoken come from. We know where humans come from, though. We found out where the Awoken come from. So, it, like, it only makes sense to kind of play fair and be like, oh, here's the Exos kind yeah. of backstory and origin as well, too. Um, yeah. Not fun. Super gross. Inhumane, yeah. some might say. Shout out to my, my boy in Micah 10. Who would have guessed that our exos spend their life screaming? Uh, yeah, we have to. Make... Their brain, their <laughs> we... brain wants them to breathe, and they can't because they're robots. So we it causes to them teach... to freak out. We have to teach the robots how to shit so that they don't internally die. <laughs> we had to give Man, them lungs, otherwise so they cursed. freak the fuck out. The human brain wants to eat shit and breathe. fornicate. Um, and if we don't let them do that, then the machine breaks. <laughs> yeah, that 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 law book in those sentences. Like, Damn. Oh. Exos literally ripping their own brains out of their heads because yeah. they can't breathe and it's making them panic. Yeah. Ah. Man, if I that want isn't more some stuff. of the ah, oh, that isn't some I of the best more... fucking sci-fi storytelling. I want so some good. more uncomfortable scuffed kind of revelations in Witch Queen too. Yes. And I think we're going to get them, yeah. judging on what they've revealed and yeah. what they've they've said. I'm like, oh, we're getting uncomfy, which is what I want. Yeah, the thing I'm, I guess, to, to kind of wrap up the launch trailer bit, the thing that I'm worried, nervous, anxious about is how many shots they've included of what I can only assume is fundament and worm gods and... So many wormies. Do we have to go to the hive homeworld to make this, to like kill this thing? Like, is it just cutscenes? Like, is it just law building? Like, what is happening? Is it something Savathun's built in her own mind? Yeah, is it just an aspect of the throne world? Like, because I think you sent a screen looking back, you sent a screenshot of the worm gods in the ocean. Yeah, which is one of the kind of coming out over the ocean. And that shot was in this trailer again one of the opening shots for the trailer and it's like is that fundament or is that somewhere else there's another shot earlier in the trailer which is that same island but like a bit tighter of a zoom on it um i don't know but your your caption was just where else do those gods live yeah your caption was just this is fucked and then i said yucky (laughs) it is fucked yucky um I just fuck man. So okay. For those of you at home, today for you and I, Mackie, uh, is Friday. Um we've got the weekend, then I'm working Monday, and then I'm off work for like eight days. Same. Um I'm so I'm at the point now where that Monday is gonna be rough. Tuesday, I think I'm just gonna play Destiny until the servers go down. Um I'm so ready for this. Holy shit. (laughs) I know in a minute we're just going to talk about a bunch of gambit numbers and shit, but like for right now, what this show is about is us celebrating our excitement about this game. I'm so fucking ready for for all of this bullshit. I'm so down. So down. Oh, my God. I'm spending this weekend cleaning my house top to bottom. Like so you I'm don't saying, have to worry about it. <laughs> clean, so I don't have to worry about it. I'm going out on Sunday to go buy my dog a bunch of treats because I know that he's not going. He'll still get attention. I'm not going to neglect him. Yeah. He's not going to get 
as much attention as he's used to for a few days. So I'm going to go get him some new treat puzzles, Mm. some new, like, toys, I think. Just a couple of new things to distract him. He'll probably hang out with me while I stream and stuff because it's a long time to not pay any attention to a dog. Yeah. So he might hang out with me on stream. Um, but like I'm, I'm doing like life admin so that I can dedicate as much yes. time as possible. Like I went and paid my rent today. I went and paid all my bills. <laughs> I've paid them ahead of time yeah. so that I don't have to worry about them during the week They're or forget. Peace. Yeah. I've set up all my away from work notifications to go live on Tuesday morning. So like no one bothers me while I'm on leave. Leave me <laughs> I'm alone. I'm playing video games. Life admin time. <laughs> I've put my Twitch link in my um, away from work. Oh damn! All right. I put. That's but if you miss, I was like, but really, at the end of my um, I'll be away from work notification. I put, if you're missing me that much, you can catch me at my Twitch link. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, all right. Let's continue ahead. <laughs> so, in in the like chronology of the last week. This launch trailer drops, and then at some time the same day, Savathun takes over the Bungie Twitter account. No, the Destiny official Twitter the account. Destiny 2 Twitter account. Yes. Yep. The Destiny the Game Twitter. No no warning it would happen. Just out of nowhere, well, new display no, there, picture. There were some updates to the account's Twitter bio that had been leading up to that. Yeah, but it was like almost instantly it was like mm. new new Twitter name, which was just Savathun the Witch Queen, and then new display picture. Obviously, um, Savathun the Witch then Queen. And then just cryptic tweeting. New profile pic, what's up, gang? Like for like. <laughs> um, Follow back Fridays, let's go. The the new, <laughs> new Twitter bio, new name, new display picture, and then just cryptic tweeting. Yes. The community caught on pretty quickly and started engaging with Savathun, which has led to some of my favorite community moments in a really long time. Um, <laughs> shout out to Paul Tassie, who got ratioed by the Witch Queen. <laughs> Savathun got told him to touch grass. <laughs> roasted. That's so good. He got roasted, told to touch grass, and then ratioed by the Witch Queen. And then he, Fuck. which in the end worked out for him because he got to write a whole article about it. So I like mean, win he, win. It's Paul. It's Paul. He would have done that anyway. But like he he <laughs> he I, took I love that. Paul Tassi's work, but motherfucker writes an article or two about destiny. He uh he caught that L really well he and did. ran with it. He he took it really well. Yes, that L is his forever. But um, the Savathun basically in a very Savathun way saying. L plus ratio plus you fell off, go touch grass is fucking hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> um, but she started engaging with the community as a whole. Um, I screenshot some of my favorite, but not all of my favorites. Yeah, I, was, I just I had just a quick to scroll to see if I could <laughs> caught any, if I could catch any. Um, so here we're going to do an honorable reading of my favorites. I will not say the names of the people who got roasted. You can go find that shit yourself anyway, just by going in the tweets and replies on the Destiny account. Um, in saying that, some of the edgier people have gone back and deleted their tweets, which is funny to me. Coward. 
DD in the presence of the Witch Queen? Fool. Um, so one of my favorites was just someone saying, why do you keep doing the roleplay shit? It's so cringe. And then Savathun just responding with, sweet friend, you're a gift and a delight. <laughs> the funniest shit is if you go look up those tweets now, they've changed the profile back to be Destiny the game. So and, it just looks like Destiny is, Destiny is just bullying community members. Yeah, because the other side of that is when they've switched it to Savathun, going back and seeing like their dawning posts when they're posting all the weird images about like Christmas bullshit within Destiny. Yeah. It's like, Savathun would never say this. Um... If you go back far enough, they were tweeting as Keitel leading up to the season. Oh, no. So now it looks like the Witch Queen talking about, uh, talking like Keitel. Very strange. I hate it. Uh, someone DD'd this tweet, but the response to it was, you fail to understand. How kind of you to give me strength. And I think they were just trying to be a smart ass. Mm. My, uh, my, can I give you one of my favorites? Are you okay? Better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Tip top champ. Um, Savathun just being like better than ever. <laughs> so there was there was there was a tweet that they put out which is I am unburdened, hollow, filled only with potential, weightless, pure. And shout out to my boy T Rex, Destiny streamer turned bungee employee, <laughs> who responded with L plus killed your brother plus turned him into a gun plus wore his ass as a hat plus ratio. <laughs> Just uh, chef's kiss all the way down. <laughs> some of the some of the responses were so good, but like Savathun just for some reason Twitter gaming asking, "Are you okay?" and then just better than ever exclamation mark. Like the energy is just like better than ever. Like just what? Like did they forget for a second they were Savathun? Um. Like some some social media employee at Bungie's like got it hooked up on their phone. It's like, are you okay? They didn't even think. They just better replied like, I'm better than ever. What's up? Someone's <laughs> like, guys, Savathun take over. They're like, shit. Forgot about. But there was also some like hinty, and someone else mm. picked this up in our group. There was some like worm subtweeting. Like she was subtweeting her worm a little bit, but then also yes. like some tasty little like lore tidbits in there too. Mm. So someone said, did the celebrant really kill Sagira or was it of your own doing? And Sav responded with, that sweet spark. Osiris's mind screamed her name when I stepped over her broken shell. Oof. Um, another person who, ironically, his Twitter handle, he, he wasn't roasting, so I'll read it because also his tweet was hilarious. His name is Witch King. Great. And his tweet was, I protect you, Mummy Savathun. None shall hurt you. And she responded with, I work so hard to rid myself of my worm. I am not looking for a replacement. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, oh Savathun, what do you think of Mara's plan to kill you? She responded with how funny that the Awoken Queen thought she could bind me. I was safe in my crystal cage while she was out there with you. Uh-oh. Who's the bigger evil? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, she tweeted, there is pain, but I welcome it. It has been so long since I've learned something. Which I mean is just like, bars. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bars. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like... Growth. I need to hurt so I know more. Go on. 
Savathun is uh, tweeting about accountability and growth in yeah. like a very Savathun kind of way. <laughs> Go off, Queen. Go off. Ratio plus you fell off plus Savathun. Um, someone replied with, <laughs> have you truly learned anything or are you just chasing your brother's shadow? And she responded with, many have sought to understand me. They failed and I grew stronger. Hmm. I'm scared. Amazing. I'm scared. Amazing. But great marketing. I fucking, I was violent. <coughs> Some of the shit she tweeted, I was just like, did I just get a new life motto? Is this my new morning mantra? My positive <laughs> affirmation for the day? Unburdened. Pure. I'm unburdened. I'm <laughs> hollow. Yeah. Pure. So good. And I think like after they like switched it back to the destiny proper account it, it was like, like look we found no evidence of infiltration yeah. and i was like that's good that's yeah. really good yeah 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 no no um unauthorized broadcast or something like that it's very it's a very destiny way of being like okay the moment has come and gone leave it behind time to continue yes it's very good there are now dogs and ping pong going off and fucking dogs playing ping pong dog pong Ugh. i don't think they're that good and it's just Bing the one bong. dog, so. You don't know. I've seen Airbud. Dogs are good at sports. Anyway. Uh, Airbud is good at sport, one at a time. All 11 Airbuds that it took to film that movie. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Don't look up the stats of what it took to film Milo and Otis. I'm not going to. I'm sad. I love Disney. I love Disney. Anyway. Launch trailer. Um, I think we're done with the launch trailer. Um, Sabbath. Oh, I almost called it Savathusi on the Twitter. Damn. Damn. I wish Savathun posted some like <laughs> thirst traps while she was there. Could you imagine? Also, before, when you said, when you just referred to her as Sav, my first thought was to start referring to her as Savaloy. The sausage know. queen? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Savlon, the cream queen. <laughs> No, that's worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Savlon, the cream pie queen. Anyway. Um, uh, you and uh, not me. <laughs> fuck. Um, anyway. So, so the next thing oh. to come out, I think. in, in It's pointy stick time. It is. Uh, I don't have a lot to note here because... There wasn't a lot of new information, but there was a developer insight video. Oh my god, the, go watch it because there's so many amazing personalities in it's that. Really in, good. I love it. It's a yeah, developer insight video into sort of the story behind them building the glaive, the first new weapon archetype in Destiny since the bow. Um so welcome to medieval weaponry with Destiny. We went bow into pole arm. Uh next up is the flail, I guess. Oh. A flail would be so dope. But also this season they, they brought back claymores as well, so big sorts. They did, yes. Okay, so, yeah, flail or mace would be the next one. What about anyway. bolos? Like the things you throw around and it, like, entangles people and trips them over. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> That's I mean, dumb. I, I want I, it now. I feel like hunters, trip already, your homies. Have, hunters already have that, surely. Yeah, trip way. your homies. Anyway, uh, on to glaives. Stick time, pointy. The first, the first thing I wrote down, because I was watching it and like taking notes as I was going, the first thing I wrote was just, this thing looks fucking sick. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, it just, it's a sword, it's a shield, it's a gun. It's a stick. 
what more do you need? But it's, it's not quite a sword because it's not third person. It's more stabby, pokey first person. But also, like, it's, so the brev- it's the Breville multi-chef of Destiny <laughs> It's the weapons. magic bullet. <laughs> it cooks rice, it slow cooks, risotto, we got you. Yeah. Steaming your chicken, we got you. Yeah. God. Imagine just, like, trying to cut a chicken with a glaive. Anyway, um, the other thing that I really enjoyed was seeing bungee devs in their like work from home setup there was one shot where it was like you know imagine i'm here typing at my keyboard camera's here like almost sideways and then over there is a basket of laundry (laughs) yeah yes thank you like humanize these people show me what's going on at home or like in the background just toddler toys fucking everywhere yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a mess in here and we're building a sword stick reasonable <laughs> just it's it's very good like you know again as someone who, who works in software it's nice to know that people working on my favorite video game probably of all time uh basically got the same setup that i've got here <laughs> oh man if if i would have just looking at my own setup right now if if it would have cut to one of the devs with a pile of empty water cups and mm-hmm. like half drunk shakers of water and then uber eats bags right yeah. next to them i would have been like my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is, it is nice. Cause like they've been out there kind of saying like, yeah, look, work from home is not our ideal. We're making it work, but they're showing with shots like that, the balance that they've managed to find. And, you know, they've been able to, to deliver some pretty decent seasonal story stuff in the last year or two. The last year in particular. It's also been really good because I'm seeing on Twitter a lot of like the Bungie head office is getting renovated Mm. and done up. Like they're they're basically renovating the entire outside and from what I understand the inside as well. Pretty sure it's like a full do-over. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the Bungie staff are showing off all the new luxuries that they have in office because Bungie is just like, hey, let's make this a good workspace for people. Yeah. But then also seeing like a lot of the devs seemingly have like I'm, I can't make assumptions. Anyone correct me, please. But like, they have a lot of like universal equipment, so it feels like Bungie's also taking care of their work from home staff, hopefully mm. as well, in terms of making sure they have what they need to be comfortable but work efficiently from home, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, I mean, but also like, there's people behind these games. Don't forget. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, they have families and dogs and laundry. Yes, I mean, look, depending on what role each person at Bungie is in, then work from home needs are going to be different. Like Completely different. If yeah. you're in like business, admin, HR, finance, you could probably make do with a laptop, right? You're not going to need the, the Wacom the Wacom tablet no, you're or not the Cintiq. Need, like you're not going to need, need the, the, the standing the, desk as the, much. The PC with the heavy graphics card for doing renders, you're not going to need that. But people do. You know? You're not going to need the five screens I saw one dude with. Yeah. yeah. Plus laptop. I was I like, mean, fuck yeah, dude. Look, as, as somebody who works from home and has combined a personal and a work setup, some of that stuff is probably not provided by Bungie, mm-hmm. but they've just managed to like pull all of their bullshit all. together. You know, I've got the standing desk, I've got two monitors, keyboard, mouse. The only things actually provided by my workplace are the laptop and the dock to hook the laptop up to everything else I have. That's it. Um, so 
it's somewhere yeah. in the middle, but it is it is nice to see that and go like, oh, working People. in game dev is actually not that far away from where I am. Yeah. Which is kind of fun to realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, People. Yes. Um, I have to just quote this line because I heard it and it rattled around in my brain for a good couple of minutes after. You're not really playtesting if nobody is being an insufferable little trash goblin. <laughs> I was like, that's us. That's what we do. We're trash goblins. Hello, Bungie. Um, if you have remote work going in Australia, like... I'll test your shit. Let's go. Been doing this for 10 years. I got a communications degree. Play like 30 hours of Destiny a week. Like, I break things quite often. Um, yeah. Accurate. I find really scuffed ways to play this game. Like, you need a goblin? Goblin. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> this is my verbal resume for my application have a to play. <laughs> hmm? It's us. We're goblins. Um, and that was kind of it. Like, most of it was shots of glaives in use that we've seen before from different angles um nothing, us, nothing overly new it was like a taste of what goes into developing a whole new weapon yeah. class or a whole new weapon it's yeah. like we've gotten little bits of like when they talk about maybe an exotic they've been working on but it was it was really nice to see kind of the once again using that word again got to remind some people the human element that goes mm. in behind these monumental changes to a game like these big changes there's you know, it's not just a switch that Joe flicks and what glaze in the game. Hi guys. Let's go. Beep. Stabby. It's like there's They were and, talking and like the, they were talking six months to a year is how long it's taken them to actually work this out. And it's just like it's really refreshing and I think we discussed this in the V Doc maybe a little bit in passing. It is just really refreshing to see the passion. Mm. Passion. Behind passion. Passion. um Behind that's a very obscure <laughs> Noel Miller yeah. reference. That's a very obscure TMG reference. Passion. Um, but like it's it's just and I don't know. I get giddy and like excited and I get like butterflies when I see devs and people who are working on this game get like genuinely animated and mm. lit up and their face lights up when they talk about what they've been working on yeah. and how excited they are for the community to experience this thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, you designed maybe a button on the side of the glaive, but like, homie, I'm so psyched that your yeah. shit is now, it's out there. It's going to yeah. be out there. Yeah, it's like People one, are gonna be one of so the excited. Like, purest forms of joy is seeing someone have the space to talk openly about the thing that excites them the most. And that is what we're seeing in a lot of these videos is people going like, yeah, this this one screen is basically what I worked on for the last six months. I think it fucking whips, and I'm glad people are excited about it. Yeah. And then here's a bunch of extra information that I can't put anywhere else about it. It's we're just on Twitter. On, and yeah, I was going to say, and we're seeing it a lot on Twitter, which we've said. It's like someone being like, I did that noise. I made that noise. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just it's super exciting, and it's like, I really enjoyed too in these V docs and then also this like behind the scenes insight video that like th they're also talking a lot about 
the team and being a team and not just yeah. within the company but with the community as well. They they talk about how the community feeds into this team environment and it's a symbiotic relationship, which mm. is really what it should be. But like it's like, yeah, I did this huge part of the trailer, but like how fucking sick is the sound effect that homie yeah. did over it? Like yeah. that kind of energy. Like, yeah, my trailer my scene in the trailer wouldn't be anywhere as good if it wasn't for old mate and sound design who helped me out. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Dear, someone just be like, yo, check out old mate's work. This like everyone at Bungie talked like bartenders. Yeah, but specifically Australian bartenders. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. the fucking uh the glaive, the uh the yeah, oh, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you want to know about this beer, go chat to old mate down the end of the bar. He's pretty good at beers. Like, yeah, that would be yeah. great. Oh, I'd love that. A whole trailer Australia like that. team win. Oh, gimme. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I don't know. I thought I'm excited for this launch because I'm having a really big wholesome moments leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean the last like you know. It it was actually the same coming to be on light. We had a an extended season going into it. A bunch of people that we know kind of burnt out on that last like month or so. Where, you know, we started like playing Minecraft as a group and just kind of like fucking yeah. around. Um, I'll be honest. The last two weeks, I've taken a fairly sizable break from Destiny because yeah. I was worried I was going to burn out or get frustrated with the game, and I yeah. didn't want to go into Witch Queen with that like burnt out feeling. Yeah, and we're kind of going really good. We're going through that again of like. You know, a couple of people in the group are like having little breaks away with friends and going like, you know, camping and stuff. And then they're still checking into the server and being like, yo, have you seen this in this fucking video? It's like, homie, you are like in remote Victoria somewhere in a tent. Do anything else. And they're like, no, I'm actually so psyched to get back and like play Destiny and hang out with with friends and like do 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 the day before the expansion sitting in destiny if there's an an end of season event or not sitting in there and just like hanging out until the servers disappear and then i don't know playing magic the gathering or something um and just like spending that day before just hanging out and then the next day getting up at like fucking 6 a.m to get in a server queue and just kind of spend all the day together again yeah I'm so ready. I'm so down for like queued up cameras on like we did for Beyond yeah. Light and just us eating breakfast together. But just like sitting here like, coffee. I'm so fucking tired and I've got a liter of coffee. Kill yeah, me. that was pretty much the energy <laughs> for Beyond Light. It's, we were queued up and it kept babooning us and yeah. Destiny's such two servers unavailable. So yeah. we all ended up just turning our cameras on. Yeah, We're all sitting there in hoodies, drinking coffee, eating breakfast. Yeah, And then I think we threw some... Uh, Brian David Gilbert videos on and some yes. my brother, my brother and me, just like stuff to like just get pass us going. The time, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And then we all kind of like, except for me, but we all kind of dropped in at around the same time. Yeah. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that again. Yeah. It's that thing of like, you know, the, the, us as a group, the, the Panini, the great global Panini kind of brought us all together in a weird way and almost forced us to because we weren't allowed to leave the house and we found this thing to connect over and then we did beyond light and that kind of strengthened that and now we're at this point like a full year later still in the grips of it and we've got another expansion coming out and we're choosing to do it again 
Yeah. It's not, and, so, uh, it's not a, so much like we can't go anywhere, we might as well. A few of us have taken time off work. A few of us are like, you know, moving things around so that we can just like spend that time and hang out. And we're actually like planning ahead for the day one raid. And yeah, it, it feels it feels like a really positive shift from we're doing this because we might as well. And it feels positive to no, we actually we want to do this again. Like we really enjoyed it. Let's go again. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to lie. Like this will provide some context for the people listening to kind of us as a friend group. Part of me was very much worried because it was like the world was starting to open back up. Everyone was able to start going back to their jobs. Everyone was able to start traveling again. And like there was that me being in an entirely different state from Mm. most of the clan. Pretty much other than a couple of other members who are in other countries, it was like in terms of like the the people who come through the Destiny rotation regularly, who are online regularly, there was a part of me that was worried that that interest would start to drop off. Mm. But I also think Witch Queen came at a really opportune time where it was like we were all starting to do our own things out of server and like going to not parties because it's still not entirely safe, but like work events Mm. or catching up for beers or going back to work because we have members who are retail and hospitality. Yeah. But I think it, it came at that time where it was like things kind of started to drop off and then Witch Queen kind of picked up that interest again. But we yes. were still playing other games. Yeah. But like for me, being in another state, I was just like, oh, I have no one to hang out. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All my friends are in Victoria, which is a really sad thing to admit, but like I'm also not ashamed of it. Yes. But you know, it's like, it's a thing of it's it's the double-edged sword right of like it's made me realize the people that i value the most and wanting to put more effort into those friendships but also i saw a really good tweet i think today which was like what we've lost is the like adjacent friendships you know the kind of people that you only see at barbecues that your friend is hosting and you see them maybe once or twice a year and like you have a good time when you chat to them but that's all it is right that is kind of lost at the moment and it takes work to get that back. But as far as like our group and the way we approach destiny as a group goes, it, it to me feels like, you know, when you're a kid and you're going to school, a lot of your friends are based on proximity, right? Your friends, just because you're around each other all the time, maybe you live near each other, something like that. And then as you get older, it becomes more about the people you choose to be around. And it feels like that switch where, We started out kind of based on proximity because we, you know, created a server, we were hanging out, we're playing Destiny. Also kind of all started as work friends too, when you think about it. Because we um, all went through a certain like level of employment. Yeah. Um and then it, it it was a thing of like, we're all at home, we might as well. And then it moved to actually no, we we want to now. It's not just this necessity or proximity oh, it's I've got fucking nothing else to do yeah it's it's a it's a thing that we want to do to the point where like a couple of us hang out in person and then as we're saying goodbye we'll be like cool you want to play destiny later it's like it's at that point where it's like that's see the thing the we server. would actually rather do yeah just than a few see you in the things. server yeah um so yeah which queen is just gonna be more of that um and i i feel like too just on that note quickly before we move on it's mm. like I feel like as we're saying this, there are going to be people who listen to this who have a parallel storyline with mm. their 
fire team or their Discord server, whatever they play, there are going to be people who have that parallel storyline where they're like, uh, we all started playing a game together or we were all in a similar server or we're all in a similar clan even and just a bunch of us were the right kind of, in our case, a bunch of us were the right kind of scuffed or cursed, as I say. We were yes. all being scuffed we, little shitheads in another server. Um, our motivations were aligned. Yeah. We were all being scuffed little weirdos in another server mm. and it just organically moved into a separate server. Just yeah, we, we needed a clubhouse. We needed a place to go be scuffed. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are going to have that, that same story. They're going to relate to that, especially with Destiny. Mm. They're going to be like, look, we def Destiny was comfort for a lot of us for a while during yeah. the pandemic. It was that comfort zone. It was that bonding. Yeah. Thing that a lot of people bonded over. So. Yeah. And then it just became a thing we did and we do. It what we do. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Um, all right. Taking a kind of aggressive turn uh, to, to this week's TWAB. Um, if it weren't for the fact that DMG hinted at the size of it and the fact that I knew it was about Gambit going in as somebody quite likes Gambit and wishes it were better. <laughs> um, there's a lot, there's a lot in this. Um, despite them saying they're not making huge changes to Gambit with the release of Witch Queen, they kind of also are. Um, I feel like um, on a technical, technical level, mm. these, these changes probably feel small to them, but mm. on a, like a, gameplay level a community level and a quality of life level i yeah. feel like both of us feel like it's going to be big it's going to be massive yeah when you take all of these together it is like a fairly large change as a whole yeah i don't know what else to do other than just like read through these notes i've made because it's just a bunch yeah, of bullet points you know yeah <laughs> like it, they're kind of like grouped in blocks of like how relevant they are to each other um, I'll let you take it because you're better at the technical stuff than yeah, I am. Yeah, cool. All right. First up, they're going to do a freelance node. As you and I both know, if you go in with a fire team of three or four people, you're probably going to win that match because you're able to communicate, yeah. set up the strategies, get the timing right on invasions or supers. So it's kind of nice to see them try freelance with it. Yeah. I'm very interested about that, actually. Because I, I like... I've had to grind a bit of gambit this this past season, um, and going in solo is rough. I hate it. Even but as I someone do it who's like enjoys it and is often kind of good at it, uh, it is rough when you when you go in there. It's like cool. The other team's got three or four people in a fire team. I'm fucked. <laughs> Not just that, but then you have to. It's an uphill battle with um, moat theft or portal hogging or heavy oh. hogging or people just not lifting their weight like yeah. at the end of the game they've got somehow they've got 20 like enemy kills but they banked 30 emotes like huh yeah or they're just out here losing moats because they're getting greedy and yeah yeah if, if everybody's it's the same thing with same thing with trials right like if everybody's going in solo it kind of in theory levels it's that yeah. that that out of it um they're they're also overhauling the sort of the fuck is happening? Someone is banging doors in my house. Um, overhauling the uh, the encounters themselves. Um, so it's like a rotating 
curated encounter setup. Um, basically, they, they, they want to have like, you know, a certain type of enemy at a certain location, set that for the season, that's your rotation, and they change it every season. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's on your end. Um, yeah, there's... You got a storm. There's a big storm coming. Abathoon's here. Uh-oh. Talk too much about her. Um, but the, the one main point that is worth mentioning out of them rotating the enemies and shit is that the, the hive on Pacifica is not going to be there this season. The fucking shriekers, shriekers beaming in the oh. fucking little little hidey hole. Yucky. Damn, fucked. See you yeah, in season fucked. seventeen, probably. Um, but that also, means we get a good three months of reprieve. Speaking about things not being there anymore. No more meatball. No yes. more meatball. I put that right at the end of these notes in all caps. The meatball is gone. We'll get to why. Basically, they're changing how bosses work, and the meatball doesn't make sense with that. Um. But yeah, they're they're also adding more respawn points. So a key a key word to understand here is fronts with a capital F. Um, so when you're doing a gambit match where the enemies spawn, you know you've got like maybe three or four, usually three, like areas within so like a map where the enemy spawn. Cabin, for example. Yeah, or if you're on the EDZ, you've got trees, beach, and ruins. Um, each of those is a front and they use that word a bunch in this twab. So they're saying that they're adding more respawn points at those fronts. So instead of just, you know, you get an invader who can't spawn because you always come in at the same point. Yeah. So like that solves that problem. EDZ, the biggest, the biggest choke point during an invade is spawn to bank where it kind yep. of, you've and they that, give you those literally got little neck. <laughs> Or you've got that bit on the left-hand side where you can go up into some building ruins and come out a window. And then yeah. on the left-hand side, you can kind of jump over there's some like trees tr onto a ledge. Like a and then tree branch or something. Yeah, so you do get the issue of invaders camping that with things yeah. like galley or ascendancy or um, sleeper, which is also just rocket launchers in general. I mean, um, or if, even like a chaos reach or a no be there, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I only say that because um, I've done it. Sometimes I'll get an army of one, and then I'll run to spawn, and then as they all trickle down, I'll I'll pop my chaos ray. Yeah. Gee. Choice. Gee. Um, so nice that they're f they're kind of addressing that a little bit. Um, yeah. Become less of a problem. We'll see what the requirements are to guild my dredge in next season. Um, probably more gut uh, invasion kills. Um. They've made it a small change that I quite like. So as someone who gets killed by invaders a lot, you just lose those moats, right? Yeah. As of season 16, no, you don't. You will always drop half of them. I don't know if that's rounding up or rounding down. Sound off in the comments. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of nice. It, it kind of encourages more team play. Like if your teammate goes down, you might be able to recover those moats. Uh, they've also made some changes around revives. Uh, to encourage, again, actually going for a revive. So it is now active two seconds earlier than it has been, and the auto respawn that you get is two seconds delayed. So it gives you a bit, of, a bit more of a window to go and revive your teammate. They've dropped a bunch of moats. You can pick those up. Um, 
that's always a tough thing. Like as someone who literally yesterday got killed holding 15 motes, be nice if we could keep some of those. <laughs> it's fucking brutal when that happens. I agree, but also you've heard me when I've invaded. I will wait for people to run oh, to yeah. the bank and then yeah. pick them off and then cackle when they drop 15 votes. Yes, and there may be some changes to that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I'm, I've lost my place in my own notes. Um, the enemy shields. shields, in terms of the, you know, the mobs that we're killing, uh, they will have more resistance, uh, but not to the level of match game. So okay. element matching still matters, but you can also... You do enough damage, you can overpower it. It's not quite the as brutal as match game can be, um, but it is encouraging a bit more of that build crafting, coming in with more tools at your disposal. Um, you can't just go in and go all solar necessarily. Um, as someone who runs Path of Burning Steps a lot, that makes me sad. Uh, but it yeah, someone who <laughs> runs Arc pretty heavily. Hmm. Mm. Um. But yeah, it, it hopefully it also, you know, evens out how quickly people are able to just go in and clear a bunch of enemies very quickly. Mm. And just stack up a bunch of moats and blockers and good night, <laughs> essentially. Uh where am I up to? Yeah, so we talked about the revives, talked about the shields. Uh the ten and fifteen moat blockers are gonna be a bit tougher. Um not by much, but enough that you'll think twice about just rushing them, it sounds like. Uh, moat draining is getting a bit of a change, uh, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, so moat draining, as it sent, if we were to go play Gambit right now, if the other team got their primeval up and we sent two blockers, no moat drain, nothing. They're just, yeah, they don't, they don't even have to worry about those blockers, focus on the primeval, burn it down, game over. Um, instead... Moat draining will still happen when the other team has their primeval, which is choice. Uh, and moat draining gets paused if someone is near the bank and trying to, you know, engage and clear those blockers. He's actively engaging with the blockers. Yeah. Which just quickly is, is great because how often have you had your, in a entirely like a solo queue, mm. how often have you had your bank entirely drained because no one is engaging with the blockers? Yeah. Or you're the only one engaging with the blockers and it's just not enough because they've piled yeah. Yeah. four medium because they've been stacking. They've piled four yeah. medium to large blockers on top of you at once. Yeah. The, ah. the latter is what I do. Like if I've just deposited and I'm on my way out to kill enemies and get more moats, if I hear a blocker come in, I will turn around and go work on that. Yeah, I'll pivot. Or yeah. if I've got something long distance that can dink a blocker while i'm working on ads mm, like mm. let's say i'm working on ads on depot but i can hear a blocker down at bank yeah. i will use you know, or galley or ascendancy to clear that blocker as best as i can yeah. while i try to work on gathering moats up in depot just yeah. so i can yeah. deposit on my way through my my like internal logic is if i'm not holding moats and other people are i should be working on the blockers i should be helping them out there's no risk if I die while doing this, but there is if they do. Mm-hmm. So that's why wouldn't too. I, right? Yeah. Um, so it's nice to know that, like, if I'm doing that, if I'm holding up my end of the, the sort of, like, the team strategy, we're not losing moats at the same time. If, I'm, yeah. if I end up being the only one who's doing that, which does happen. 
and and it's refreshing to see Bungie being like, okay, we kind of have to push people into a more team spirited orientation with Gambit right now. Yeah, yeah, which is a little bit of them pulling in aspects of the Gambit Prime roles, like the was it Sentry, Collector, Reaper, and. Oh, I didn't play that much Prime. I think it's Invader. I think the other one's Invader. I, I could be wrong. I, the fourth one escapes me, but they're pulling in more of that to say, like, there are roles you should be trying to fill throughout the course of a Gambit match. You know, it might take five, ten minutes. Um, you'll, you'll play each of them depending on what you're up to. But, yeah, th- this I feel like is a, is a pretty decent adjustment. Um, where are my notes? So um, we talked about front before. Um, another thing they're introducing, which I'm a huge fan of, when you clear a front, you'll get a little ammo chest, a little bit of special, a oh. little bit of heavy. A little bit of ammo is a treat. Yeah, but it will disappear after 20 seconds. So you have to actually be a part of it. You have to be nearby. You have to run you in and get it. In the yeah. combat to kind of benefit from that, which I like. Exactly. And they also said that if you kill a high value target, that will drop. Um, the wording was pretty specific. One heavy brick for each player. So given that those are typically oh, like great. all those drops are instanced per player, you'll get one brick out of a high value. You get a little bit heavy as a treat. That's kind of nice. Which it's, also incentivizes people to pop those high values. Also... As someone who runs a lot of lead from gold special weapons, thank you. Uh, I'm very excited for my car teaching coordinate with uh, lead oh, from gold. No. <laughs> Brah, dead. Get out of here. Um, yeah, also during the... So um, I was about to just walk straight into this, but this is like fairly substantial change. So during the primeval phase, ammo chests will spawn in, in one of the fronts and sit there... F- well, it will spawn on one of the fronts every minute, but also the envoys have shifted. They will no longer spawn in the middle next to the bank next to the primeval. They will spawn in the fronts Front. with enemies, and the envoys will also shield the primeval from damage until you kill the envoys. So you got to work for it now. I yeah, you've got to move and work for it because previously, like... If you've got the right weapons, if you've got a team strategy, you, you well, can if kill... You've got no, if you've got Nova Bomb, you can launch it into the bank and wipe the two primevals with a Nova yeah. Bomb. If you, you kill up. those first two primevals and then just stack a bunch of damage on, you might be able to kill it with Primeval Slayer 2. Right? Yeah. You don't even need that second wave. You just burn it. And this kind of this works against that. And this is like, no, actually, go do more work for this. Yeah. And I'm into that. Yeah, that, that yeah, because the amount of and it's it's cheeky as fuck because I do it, but um, chaos reach or nova bomb with the seekers, all you really need to do is throw that into the bank, and those two envoys are gone, and yeah. you're damaging the primeval after, depending on what type of nova bomb you're using. Yeah, let me tell or you chaos about reach, because I have the extended chaos reach. Path of burning steps, solar final blows give you increased weapon damage. Charge with light, mixed with argent ordnance to give you extra rocket launcher damage and then Galahorn with a catalyst. Like, yeah, it's huge damage and big burst damage too. And that's kind of been my, my go-to strategy a lot of the season. Yeah, and it, it means we're going to have to distribute the damage now too. Mm-hmm. you got to spread it out. you got to play the ammo economy. You've got to like work through those fronts and get those chests. 
you've got to get those envoys in the fronts and then pivot to the center to get the primeval or wherever exactly. the primeval is. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not changing where the primeval is. It will still be near the bank, but they're moving the envoys out into those other areas. Which is, which is like, I know later on they mentioned that they're changing some stuff so that primevals aren't getting melted as easy as well. Yes. But I feel like that alone is going to kind of shift the melting because you can't yeah. just focus all your damage into one circle in the middle of the map. You're now having to pivot that damage out and mm -hmm. then pivot that damage in, which means like if you use a super to pop an envoy quickly, yeah. by the time you pivot back in, your super might be over, where it's like an envoy is here, the primeval's there, an envoy's behind it. With Chaos Reach, I can clear two envoys and start to focus. Mm-hmm. But also remembering Brilliant. that envoys are void shielded and mm. shield resistances are more like match game now. So maybe Chaos Reach is not the right move there. We'll yeah. see. We've got to try it out. The other thing to remember, Well of Radiance is the fastest passive cooldown tier. Titan Bubble is moving up to that tier. Yeah, true. Hello, Weapons of Light. I don't know if yeah. they're making changes to the damage buff there, but that's in there. That's a fast mm. option. Maybe that works a bit more here. We'll see. It's going to make us think about team balancing a lot more. Exactly. Or like if, if you're planning to play freelance, freelance, sorry, I'll use my correct New Zealand accent, freelance gambit. Um, if you're going in solo and you want to have more of a team structure, I'm probably going to go in with a Titan bubble, assuming no one else is. Right. I'm going to go in with more of a support play, Titan Bubble, maybe Galahorn, maybe whatever the meta is next season. Um, but trying to find ways to like buff other people because we're all solo. That might be how I start. We'll see. We'll see if yeah. it works. Do my usual trick yeah. and put the bubble outside the invasion portal. Little boost as you go through. Who knows? Might still be the play. A cheeky bubble. Little <laughs> bubble. Little bubble is a treat. Um, what else have I gotten here? Yeah. So. Before you get to the primeval phase right now, there would be three invasion points based on how many moats you get in. They're taking one of those away. You'll get one at 40 moats and at 80 moats. Um, stuff during the primeval phase hasn't changed. And you also cannot save up those invasions, which is good because, man, that, that kills me when it's like invader comes in, kills me, they, they've left the field and then someone is just almost straight back in. It's like, can you just give me a minute? I'm trying to play Destiny. Go away. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that, you know, keeping invaders as a, like, catch-up mechanic or, like, a good invader should be able to really turn a match around but also not making it the super OP thing where it's like, yeah, you've got Eyes of Tomorrow, you've got Galahorn, you'll just get an army of one next question. Um, yeah, which is good that they're shifting that balance. They're also like they mentioned in there the the uh, what is it power level is disabled in terms of like if you got a power bigger power level you're going to kill people more easily. That has been disabled since Beyond Light. They're just like reiterating it, which was kind of funny to say like oh, it doesn't matter. It's it's like running regular Control Crucible like. <laughs> Depends on the matchup, depends on the skills. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned before about like targeting down on 
guardians holding 15 moats if you're invading uh surprise you won't be able to um invaders won't be able to see your moat count and i'm not sure exactly how this is going to work but they said something about if you're aiming down sites the nameplate for your for the for the other guardians will disappear um yeah specifically like when that happens during a zoom or whatever who knows amazing but, so everything i use to bully whole ass people damn it well they said like you know <laughs> the invader's ability to see enemies through walls and shit is not going to change but it's like if you're trying to target one specific person on the other team you you'll be able to see them if you're not aiming down sights but as soon as you aim down sights you lose that so maybe just run galahorn find them zoom in track them dead yeah because like i'm oh i'm about to expose myself yeah go on um <laughs> so if i invade and i see someone has 15 i will bully them yeah. i will prioritize them um but also at the same time i do i do a pretty normal tactic which is i just look for whoever's making a run for the bank because usually yeah. people panic deposit when they've mm -hmm. got something worth depositing when an invader's in so i can still do that yeah um, but the Definitely. name is a really good way to kind of pinpoint where people are hiding, especially yeah. in maps like EDZ, where you're just like, oh, you're hiding amongst the trees. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah my... Or when they go underneath the bank, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can still I'm gonna see you. I'm going to find you. I'm a rat boy. I love the tunnels. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is if I notice someone from the other team is invading often. If I invade, guess who I'm seeking out? It's that motherfucker Same. that killed me twice already. I'm petty as fuck. I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. But then uh, it usually it usually ends up in two people <laughs> bullying each other, which I also love. It's a lot the, of fun. I have God, fun. The funniest thing was when I think it was like you, me, and maybe one other person from the clan were playing Gambit, and then the other team was like three other people from of our, our clan friends that were like <laughs> fire teamed up and doing some other shit. And then one of them kept invading, and we were just like uh, bullying them every time they came yeah, I over. Believe that man, so I good. It. I took a lot of fun bullying that man. Too. And then we got in the server and just like sent them a message, like "nice invade, dickhead" or something like that. Um, one of our fire team members was definitely messaging him, being like, "Mecky is shitting on you right now. How does it feel?" <laughs> uh let's get through these last gambit changes um they change the reward system similar to trials so you'll have focused engrams if there's like i don't know a bottom dollar you want to grab or something i don't know there, there are some good there are some good gambit weapons i'll i'll be honest oh yeah um but yeah i, I think what that is kind of saying to me is like they're going to try and take all the vendor reward systems in that direction of focusing down to you know vendor specific rewards if there's guns that only drop out of nightfalls or crucible or whatever um which is kind of nice i like it you know it's like focusing umbrals not that i've done it in a while but i like i like the idea behind that it's pretty good i use it for trials quite often because i'm a fan of um the messenger and yes. shayo's wrath so like i don't mind that system because I mean, there are a few yes the hard there, part there, there is like, you yeah. have to get a trials engram <laughs> um but i as someone who actually enjoys a couple of the trial uh the gambit weapons i'm actually excited for this change because i can yeah. focus down and try and get a preferred role for those weapons yeah i think i've got a servant leader with snapshot sites and rapid hit that i really like it's it's pretty good for taking out invaders because you get that snapshot quick hit it's like a full auto scout rifle 
but rapid hit, if you hit them in the head a couple times, you get that snappy reload. Oh, so much fun. Um, yeah, there's some other changes coming, I don't know, maybe sometime within the next season, maybe later this year. They're doing things like Gambit Labs, where they're gonna, I don't know, mix mix shit up real, real nice. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Gambit to just get like some quality of life change. As someone who plays a shitload of Gambit, I'm just excited for a refresher, mm. shaking it up a bit just to make it feel fresh again. Because like as yeah. much as we play, I feel like we easily maybe per week play anywhere between four to. 15 gambit matches depending on the day yeah there's been weekends like a saturday night where all we have done is load into gambit over and over and over again because we mm. do really enjoy the game mode it's going to be really refreshing to have things shake it up a little bit push yeah. us to think more about our team comp and our our yeah. individual builds yeah about like, how we're going to play how we there's, there's invade, bits, and, like, bits in here that like i need to see them and f and like play play them and feel it. them, but there's also parts of this where it's like, oh, you're actually addressing some of the things that annoy me the most about this game mode, specifically to do with invaders, and that primeval phase where you watch that other team just burn their shit away. It's like, oh, we can actually still send blockers, and they have to deal with that because we'll just get moats for free. Okay, cool. And now the envoys are actually shielding the primeval. That might slow things down, give you a chance to really catch up. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to experience it. Yeah. Um, moving on to some other stuff from the TWAB. Um, related to the Gambit vendor change, uh, the ritual playlist rewards. Um, so, you know, Crucible uh, strikes Gambit. Um, they are going to drop ritual-specific gear. So if you're trying to get, you know, Nightfall armor, sorry, Vanguard armor, Crucible armor, sometimes it looks sick and you want to just, like, almost target farm it you'll be able to like you're not going to get those general world loot pool drops after an activity but you Maybe. will you will still get those world engrams at a uh, what is it major ranks so every time you go up from oh, like okay. you know heroic to brave or whatever it is okay um, so it's pretty good it means that like you know the amount of times where i'm running through strikes a whole bunch and i'm getting all these drops it's like this is not relevant it's not what i want i know that strikes are supposed to drop this particular type of thing but it's dropping all this other bullshit um, yeah, you're, you're chasing something else and you keep getting hero camo over and over again yeah and then i have to keep an eye on uh, d2checklist.com to see when zur is selling the armor set that is missing from my collection um it'd be kind of nice uh specifically because in this twab there are some fucking sick images of upcoming armor sets um all I can say is go look at it. There are like some Eververse sets yeah. that they show. They There was also one image of like, I think it's a hunter in the middle wearing a Crucible set, Titan on one side wearing a Gambit set, and I guess Warlock wearing a Vanguard set. But they just, they look real They're nice. Very clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Eternity and Vostok making making their way back to the Crucible map rotation. I think yeah. we've spoken about Eternity before. I'm actually really stoked that that is coming yeah. back because it's I'm ready to be a gross little goblin on that map. I am ready, considering how much of that is right angles and flat surfaces, to bounce some fucking void frisbees off it. Oh, get yeah, wrecked. very true. 
Very true. Yeah. Um, they're also bringing back. So I can't remember the last season this happened, but the season pass used to give you high stat seasonal armor. Um, they're bringing that back for season 16, um, specifically between ranks 57 and 87 because they put that down. Um, and then there's a, there's a little bit of a bus stomp mechanic nerf as a treat. They're, they're brutal and I hate them. Um, getting slammed into a wall and immediately dying is never fun. So it's nice that they're like, oh, we're going to take the edge off that. Yeah. That's kind of it from the, from the twin. Yeah, I was just looking at it too. Yeah. Um, so in that case, consider this your spoiler warning. Um, we are now going to talk about this week's exorcism mission. It's a uh, big, big end of season thingy. It's pretty nice. Uh, if you haven't played it and you want to, and somehow now when this releases Sunday morning Australia time, if you've still managed to not play it or be spoiled, go do it. Um, but from here on out, we're just going to talk about that and then we're going to get up out of this episode. Um, so if you are avoiding spoilers and you're leaving this episode at this point, please like and subscribe. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, do the usual usual tricks. But now... We'll, we'll see you next episode. We'll but see you next week. next episode, we will be streaming. Yes. I just realized. So. Yes, yes. Pay attention to the social media links down in the co in the description below. Um, I, I, I've got a lot of guns we and materials. We love you. Have to, fun playing the final mission. In. Yeah, go do that. Maybe come back to the episode. There's still more to go, but... Anyway, spoiler warning done. I'm going to take a little sip of water. Let's talk about exorcism. Yeah. Um, just quickly, I will, I will let you guys know that in my Destiny break, I have also taken a media blackout break in the last couple of days because Choice. I do not want spoilerinos. <laughs> spoilerinos. Do recommend. I do not want community saltiness uh, annoying me in the lead into Witch Queen, which sometimes yeah. happens. Um, so I've just kind of like muted a bunch of the main Destiny channels, um, and was not reading too far into conversations or anything because I was like, I want to go into Wish Queen f fresh, mm -hmm. which means I only found out that the Exorcism mission was available this morning. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Through the twab, <laughs> man. Because like, okay, I read that opening paragraph in the twab, and I was like, surely everyone knows. I guess Usually, not. <laughs> uh, just your normal mechy pigeon brain bullshit. Um, so, <laughs> hyperfix that on something else. Um, yeah. So, you know, we we I think we spoke last week about the 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 magical bridge within. Uh, yes. What was it? Astral alignment that was just building itself in the background, and no one city. noticed. And then Paul Tassi wrote an article, and everyone was like, "Why are we roasting Paul Tassi so much on this show?" Anyway, um, roasting him, he just wrote a, he just wrote an article about it, yes. and we pointed out that sometimes the Reddit notices things before the journalists do. That's all. Yes. Well, I mean, there's there's more people playing Destiny and on Reddit than there is Paul Tassies in the world. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the bridge was completed as of last week, leading a lot of people to rightly assume that this week we would see the final mission that somehow makes use of that bridge. Um, which it did. We made our way to that tower. Oh, after... Mara's personal spire, apparently. Yes, a little bit. She says, uh, 
meet me at my spire. Yeah, not, not stoked about that. Um, <laughs> so we fought our way through a bunch of enemies, uh, worked our way to the spire. Alignment. Do an astral alignment first to uh, did, get the final chicken. Do one. I had to. Oopsies. Maybe you were just behind. I had to get know. a final techie. Right. Because one thing I noticed this morning that I oh I didn't oh my god I did a notepad while I was doing the final mission and didn't copy and paste any of it into the show notes. Hee hee. Hee hee. like this would be my dog ate a potato and was sick. Yeah. I was distracted. <laughs> this, this would be like you take a screenshot of like a notes app and I just slam it in the podcast at this point. Like, here's what Mickey would have said. Um, so, like, one of the things, because maybe I was behind, but I don't think I was because I ran a bunch of things with Alex um, mm. to catch up. So I don't know what happened there. Meh. Um, was Ikora theorizing that the scorn in the Ascendant realm could somehow be linked to the experiments on the Glycon, which I, I thought was very interesting, a very interesting voice line that propped. Now I'm second-guessing what happened in my exorcism mission, because I don't remember that. I might be behind. But anyway, I got the final techie on, and then we went to the helm. Yeah, that, that's where and I started. It was like, open destiny, go to the helm, start the mission. Behind my being. Yeah. <laughs> Pigeon brain wins again. Um, <laughs> yes. And then we spoke to... Mara and Mara was like, hee hee hee, time for the exorcism, tee hee hee. <laughs> time to um, crack this egg. Come hang out with me in my room. I want to make an um, Osiris omelette. Crack it open. The big lady, the big ladies in my room, come hang out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Mara. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so she and her tech-ins do a bunch of weird space magic. They crack the crystal open. Surprise, she's not there. It's just Osiris's what appears to be dead body. They later reveal is not dead. Is he sleeping? He's, yeah, he's having a big old nap. I'll tell you what. He's um, had a rough. He's had a time. Mm. He's had a to take an Australian ism, a Kath and Kim ism. He's had a go of it. He has. He's had he's a had rough a, go had a of it. Real rough go. Um, yeah, they kind of reveal in like some of the voice lines and then the, the law book entry that drops after this is all done. The Osiris is fine and recovering. That we not, know of. Not dead. And the Techians have validated that it is him. Um, how they couldn't protect it from happening in the first place, I'll never know. Uh, but Sevathun has magically left. Um, and then we, that's when we sort of go to do the bridge thing, right? Um, so. You did it today. <laughs> you should know. So go talk to Mara. Yes. Mara's like, meet me in my chambers. And I was like, okay. Oh. But not like that. Um, that was my headcanon. That was my headcanon. Uh -huh. um, and then you do the bridge. Yes. So you, you load in, align the beacons, and then go to the center spire, and then you go through the teleporter, and you come out at the bridge, yes. and then you start to get attacked by Zivu Arath's forces. Yes. Um, but the big I thing remember. that was weird, big, big weird thing to me is you look up at the spire, and there's a big green translucent glowy worm god wrapped around it. Uh-oh, spaghetti. Gross. <laughs> worm ghost. 
Even worse than a normal worm. Ghost worm snake. Um, and then you do basically like a keep beating enemies until you proc a cutscene, and then you go yeah. inside, and then the exorcism happens. But then mm. you get attacked by Zivaras forces inside, and Zivaras new champion. Um, I don't remember That's his name, right. so I'm gonna call him Brad. Um, Dinky McGinky Kel of the Poo Poo Boys. Um, I'm tired. I'm also a little bit drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the poo poo boys, poo poo boys. Um, and then Saint pops a big bubble. Um, which was fun. I will say, I really enjoyed how during that entire fight that bubble didn't go away because yeah, I could just keep neat. running in, reloading, and then just getting that damage boost. So nice. That, that super bubble mm. where he. Where he learned that? Where has he been? How he move. do that? Um, <laughs> but um, I kept running into the bubble and giving Saint little kisses on the way through. Um, of course, he did. Rip to the people I ran it with. Um, and then yeah, Mara do the eye glow thing. Yeah, Techie and do electro hands. Then they start floating. Then the crystal breaks. That yeah, that's when that actually happens. After and the then bridge. like the world's worst fucking Kinder egg, Osiris's sleepy body is the prize within. You never want to open one of those and find a dead man. Whole dead warlock just in your Kinder egg. Um, <laughs> you break <laughs> your Kinder egg and reveal a whole exotic man. Exotic just a mystery man. man. Hmm. Exotic mystery man. Um, and then there's a lot of like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? <laughs> Where did she go? Um, and then a lot of Mara, you big dum dum. Um, pretty much. But Mara, Mara going, no, I'm not a dum dum. I totally knew this was going to happen. Uh. Um, and then she drops some bars about like accountability and learning. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting um, choice of words. Yeah, I know. Just after she like fucked everything up. Yeah, go off. Hard. Yeah. Uh, her exact words were, and I screenshot it because I was going to send it to you and be like, "Uh, change is a prolonged effort. It requires application of steady pressure. There will always be backslides." Twitter, hello. <laughs> mm. Um. Mm. Yeah, but. Like Mara's trying to play off like this was all in the plan. I was like, Mara, you. Yeah, but then, but then, like one of the voice lines she has after the mission wraps up is basically her saying, "Yeah, Sephiroth slipped through our fingers. Actually, we fucked up." <laughs> Mara being like, "Oh, I've been heckin' bamboozled. <laughs> oh, my jimmies have been rustled. Mara solved out. <laughs> I've been pranked. <laughs> been punked. Thank you, Ashton Kutzer wants his royalty well, check." Arasov, you're watching Punked. Today I'm about to fucking peer. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to... Um, yeah, that's my recap of the mission. Yeah. No one skipped the end cutscene in my... Oh, you are blessed. Uh, ooh, I was like... But also at the same time, someone in the fire team chat wrote uh, no, no cutscenes. No, no cut... Yeah. Cut, no no cutscene cut, skip? Man, cut that is hard. Scenes. 
No skate, skate. Um, please no skip. And I then almost, I almost wrote that in my local. Well, someone chat. wrote "please no skip," and a whole bunch of people, like the other people, did smiley faces. All wrote "okay," right? And then I put, I put "yes, please, no problem, homies," and no one skipped it. So that was yeah, very nice. That was kind of the, the actual only real big story about that mission was it's a match made activity. Anyone in the fire team can skip the cutscene for everybody. Um, having done like you know, campaign missions in fire teams. If you skip the cutscene, yeah, everybody gets skipped. So I understand with their systems why that is the case. But the the thing that tripped me up was after the cutscene, you're kicked out of that fire team. You're back to a solo something. You basically go back to orbit. Yeah, so why not kick you out before the cutscene so that you've got your own little instance it seems like a little oversight. Yeah. But, you know, you've just got to hope that you're not loading in with someone who's running yeah. the cutscene on his third, their, sorry, their third character. Yeah. So, so I, I think I got, I think I got like a third of the way through the cutscene and it just ended. But I'd never, I hadn't watched it. I hadn't seen it. So I was sitting there watching it and I was like, this is sick. That feels like a weird place to end. And it was like, 20 30 seconds in and then i went onto youtube and found a video of it and it was like a minute 40 i was like uh some, some bitch. dickhead press the button some bitch yeah but like it is it's a nice little tease nice little bit of mystery to end the season i don't know if we get much more in the remaining days they haven't yeah, said anything about I'm, an end of season event or anything like that on that final I'm, day. I'm wondering if we're gonna actually get a reset event. Because the reset mm. event for Beyond Light was story related mm. because it was the traveler being reassembled. No, but that 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 was before the service shut off. That is not That's what at, I mean. That's like, not at reset. That that's what I'm talking about when I say like end of season yeah, event. Sorry. Um yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get a, a yeah. server shut off cutscene or a server shut off event yeah uh because yeah like beyond lights the server at the server the server no the traveler big space wife big machine um reassembling never forget uh when you'll gaslit me out of believing that I don't know what <laughs> about. i'll bring it up every time um that was like oh cool the traveler's back together uh-oh darkness time yes and there was all the other shit coming out and all the planets had disappeared um, whereas this was like no, no, no. planets. The, the crystal broke, Savathun's out, Osiris is almost dead, and everybody fucked up, and now we're scared. I'm wondering if maybe the end of season thing will be Keitel coming back or arriving or something maybe, like that. Maybe. I. Yeah, that's the thing. Like with the trails that we've seen, I don't <gasps> know what the gap the is they need to fill. You load into the tower and it's just that big creepy Savathun head staring down at you, like that big weirdo from all no, the trailers. No, that's a throne world thing. That's uh, right inside of her mind. Ah, uh, hello. No. Big lady. No. I don't like it. Uh, I've been watching you pee. I'm uncomfortable. I'm calling the cops. Um... <laughs> Zavala. <laughs> Dad. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know from where we are now to 
witch queen or any of the trailer stuff like what kind of like finalized yeah like what are we missing that they're going to show that isn't just part of the mystery of the witch queen we've got a few days to find out (laughs) i guess we're just gonna hang out and find out yeah it was also that that kind of like not nerve-wracking thing but i remember last time like luke smith actually came out and said like yes there will be an end of season event whereas everyone just kind of assumes there will be but no one said anything about it i yeah i wonder if in the next couple of days they're gonna be like hey guys don't hold your breath or they'll be like yeah hang around we're just a little we're just gonna have a a picnic in the edz that's it oh I wouldn't be mad at that. Devrim getting some agency. Love it. Big worm. Oh, big worm. Devrim do got that big worm, though. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Thank you. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I think we that's... Don't co- for, we don't simp for humans in Why this not? podcast. We simp for robots and elixir. Boring. Humans. Boring. Yeah, but he's a pretty man. We need to get out of here. I'm feeling weird. (laughs) I am uncomfortable with the energy I've created in the studio today. (laughs) Yes. That's me. Um, I think that's kind of it from Exorcism, right? Like, there wasn't much more. You got my beautiful detailed recap. (laughs) Yes. No, that's all I need. That was enough for me to go like, yeah, I remember things, but they're out of order. Oh, no, wait. Speaking of pigeon brains, I was about to be like, this is the pigeon brain recap. Um, You then meet up with uh, the Titan. Uh, his name is Saint Mackey, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> uh, you meet up with him and he talks about how he's going to nurse Osiris back to health and he wants his face to be the first thing that Osiris sees. And he even, he's like, maybe I'll make a joke about it. And I'm like, no, homie. <laughs> no, don't. He almost died. He's had a big crunchy lady inside of him for God knows how long. Please don't. He's done some shit. Yeah. He's literally been inside her screaming like he's been awake the whole time, as we learned in the wolf tone draw law. Um... Yeah. So maybe no, maybe hold off. Maybe give it two or three months, some yeah. therapy, then yeah. test the waters with a cheeky joke about it. Just like, hey, remember that time a big moth lady was two inside months, you? And you? Two months of cuddling, four months of therapy, then joke. But then also I was, uh, just before we end, I was uh, hanging around saying, um, and I encountered a voice line I've never encountered before. Mm. And I was popping triumphs just before end of season, just cheeky little go through and do my seasonal pops and my triumph pops. Uh-huh. And I was hanging out with him. And you know how they loop through their voice lines? Yeah. Um, no one told me that motherfucker coos at his pigeons. What? I don't know if that's a new voice line or like, but like he does his usual like voice line. Would be a new one. There was a couple of new kind of sounding ones in there talking about Osiris, so they think they gave him a couple more voice lines because now he's not talking so much about missing Osiris. Some of the voice lines talk sound like he's happy to have him back. Okay. Or it's like they've brought some of his old voice lines back into the mix where he talks about like appreciating Osiris or having Osiris, like those kinds of – I don't know. But I was standing there and he cooed at his pigeons. 
We need to get out of here so I can just load up Destiny and go stand just next to him. Sit there and wait for him to go. Knowing my luck, it'll be one of those rare voice line instances that they have for some of the mm. NPCs. Like Amanda's got a few rare ones that if you hang out with her long enough, they pop in. Mm. Um, same with Banshee. Um, so knowing my luck, it'll be a rare voice line and it'll never proc for you. And now I'm just going to sound fucking insane. I'm sure, like... I'm sure I can find more insane than I already do. Yeah, I'm sure I can find a YouTube video with it if I had to. But I kind of want to see if it just happens for me. <laughs> then we'll see. The great it, Eric, um, it's the Erico Blueberry mystery. It was it was enough that I was like, I think I was in the middle of like messaging you. Um in the server and it happened and it was enough for me to look up from my phone and kind of be like what, what? <laughs> did i hear that did i just hear that but yeah saint coos hmm. okay well go and hang out in the hangar and see if saint coos for you uh until next time um, I mean, this is our last episode before Witch Queen comes out, so fucking get ready for next week when we're going to be all kinds of tired, full of information and bullshit, probably. Now is the time for plugging. Bad sentence. <laughs> now is not the time for plugging. Now is the time to make you aware of our uh, goals for the next week and launch week. Um, yes, please tell the people. The media we will be available on. <laughs> now is the time for plugging. Now is the time for plugging. Uh, so, <laughs> we both have full intent to stream uh, probably a few times over the next week. Yes. Uh, we'll probably both stream while we wait to be disappointed about a server reset. Um, end of. No. We'll have a good time. We'll probably have some drinks. We'll probably yell about things and be weird. Wait, probably have some drinks. It Like, the service shut off at, like, morning. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it's called day drinking. No, I'm... You live in Australia. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. I just wanted to set expectations. Day drinking on a Tuesday. Um, no. Let's go. We'll probably be pretty scuffed. Um, just a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Do that Have last minute, like, Destiny fashion setup before the expansion drops? It'll essentially be a just chatting stream with the, ser with the server in the background, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, we are probably going to jump in and co-stream and do Witch Queen shit. Hmm. Yes. Um, which will also be a really good opportunity, I feel like, for the people who tune in regularly to also get to experience and know some of the fire team members as well. And also see what we really like when we're playing the game on like four hours of sleep. If you want to see me bully whole men, come watch. <laughs> I, I will bully a man. I will allow it. <laughs> E-begging hour. If you donate, I will bully a man of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know who you want me to bully. Please bully. Um, um, yes. Chilibin will be at Chilibin. What is it? Twitch.tv forward slash Chilibin1. Chilibin1, yes, because some other motherfucker has slash Chilibin and doesn't stream. So to that person, Rude. fuck you. Give me. 
<laughs> um, and I will be at twitch.tv forward slash Mechie Streams. Mechie is spelled M-E-C-K-double-I. All of that's in Stream. the description below. There's yeah. links. You can just click on them. You can follow, uh, etc. We'll tweet about it too, usually. Yes, and amongst my Wordle scores, um, I am 10 days away from stopping tweeting about that because, spoiler alert, I'm at a streak of 59, and you know what I'm good for. <laughs> it's a shitty keep, joke. Keep it alive. That's it. Um, but yeah. Yes. Please tune in. We'll be around. Let us, let us know also, like, if you've come from the pod, because I really want to know, because I have a lot of yes. Twitch to pod, but not a lot of pod to Twitch, and I'm really curious. Yeah, where is that? Where is that Venn diagram overlapping? Let's get that cross media experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. About it. We're gonna be yes. busy for the next couple of weeks. Oh boy. Fuck a job. About to make a video game. My job. The dream. One one can only dream. Uh, yes. Until next week. I mean, episode next week coming out same time. We're going to fit that in sometime. We're going to schedule that. Uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what better break from a new Destiny expansion than to sit here and talk for like an hour and a half about what we've just been playing? <laughs> That's what you got to look forward to next week. Uh, this has been Erico Blueberry, episode number 26. Yeah. Witch Queen, episode 27. We'll see you next week. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs>